0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're located. We're going to continue with our last session on how to say no. And I do want to sneak in a little bit since we're getting close to election day, very close. It's tomorrow and also the holidays. Just how to gracefully discuss differences with family members, with friends. The first thing I wanted to start out with again, we had talked about how to say no. And I'll give you two examples that came up for me. Someone that I love very much asked me to do something, and I, I really did try to fit it into my schedule. But it was starting to give me anxiety. I was starting to get stressed out about it. And I called the person and I said, I'm sorry, but. Even though I said I would try to squeeze it in at this date and time, that's just not going to work with my schedule. I don't have the bandwidth. I can do it on this day at this time. And that was the end of that conversation. I let them know that I did want to help them and that I was available, but at a different day and time because of my bandwidth, I wasn't available at the day and time that they had asked me or that they wanted me to be available. You don't have to be rude. You can just firmly say what your availability is. Or if you don't have availability, it's been really stressful for a lot of people juggling work, homeschool, dependent care of others, whether that is a child or an older family member. And you need to remember to take time for yourself. I did a great exercise the other day with a therapist. I was very lucky to be able to join in on a session that an organization. I volunteer for, put together, and it was great to just think about what was causing me stress and anxiety, give myself time to acknowledge it, to realize what my life would be like without it, put into motion the things that I needed to do to alleviate that anxiety and stress and move forward, name it, identify it, find a resolution and move forward. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to do. I'm just always throwing in some of those little tips that have helped me have peace of mind because again, we talk a lot about you need to be your best self in order to be able to put yourself in a position to handle conflict. Now, I talked about the fact that election day is coming up, the holidays are coming up. It's okay to have friendly banter. It's okay if you want to get into a political discussion or debate. I know people that thrive off of that. My husband and my uncle get into very long debates and they enjoy it, they love it, they're able to disagree vehemently at at, at times, and yet still have the greatest respect for each other. It is possible, you can definitely do it. Now, if that doesn't float your boat, if you don't like to argue, if you don't like to have these great long debates over dinner while your turkey and mashed potatoes are getting cold, it's okay to find your version of saying, I respect your opinion, I hope that you're able to respect mine. I agree to disagree. And that comes in whatever format you'd like it to say. I always teach people during my conflict resolution workshops that the words that I use are not going to always sound authentic to you. And that's okay. Find what sounds authentic to you, but be firm and be graceful about it. Now, I gave the example that I like to say I respect your opinion. I have my own opinion. My opinion is different. I agree to disagree with you. I'm okay with us having different opinions. If it's okay with you, I'd like to move on to another conversation. It's great that you're so passionate about this. I'm passionate about this as well, but I have different experiences than you. So I can see that we're not going to come to a resolution or I sense that maybe this is aggravating you or I think maybe it's best if we move this conversation forward to a different topic. I'd love to know what you're doing with your house. I heard that you were doing repairs. It's okay to acknowledge the conversation that you're having and then either move forward, switch topics, change the topic if the person isn't getting the hint. Don't let yourself get pulled into that. That's part of conflict resolution is knowing yourself, being your best self and being able to handle not getting pulled in. And some people thrive off of that. Again, some people, they love debates and they do that in a positive manner. Some people love debates, but they're kind of just digging to to try and get you aggravated. Everyone's different. Find words that work for you. Find a way to move forward or to change the topic that works for you. Other things that you can always say, I value you, even though we don't agree, even though we don't see eye to eye, even though we have different experiences, I love you. I respect you. I honor you. I am glad that you're a part of my life. I'm glad that we're here with family. I'm glad that we're virtually having Thanksgiving via Zoom. You never know with COVID what might happen. You might have to set up little Zoom conferences with different family groups. Just make sure that you're not pushing people away over something such as politics. And I say this because If you sit down with your neighbor, if you sit down with your family member, we have different experiences. But I truly believe that a majority of the things we do have in common, we all want safety, we all want security. And people have different ways of finding that safety and security in their lives for their family members. And so try to find what you have in common. That's another technique is ask questions, we've talked about this before, ask enough questions to get to a point where there's something that you can agree on. And I don't mean by that who you're voting for or the specific policy. What I mean by that is the need. What is something that you agree? I agree that we need to do something about the cars that drive way too fast down our neighborhood. I agree that we need to do something to repair the road right by the school. I agree that we need to do something to help that community garden because it's struggling. I agree that there are different nonprofits that are doing a great job that are helping to feed our families that are struggling right now. Find something in common, find needs that you have in common. It's not hard to find commonality if you try, if you know the tools and techniques to do so. Again, I'm doing these shorter sessions just to give you kind of some quick tips. And I hope this was helpful for you. If you ever have any questions, you can always email me, reach out via my Facebook page. I hope everyone has a wonderful week, a safe week. And I do also hope that everyone takes the time to vote, not telling you which way to vote, because again, that is something that is personal it's going to be based on your experiences, but it is a beautiful thing to be able to express how you feel and to vote and have a hand in the way our country is shaped. And if you, again, speak to family members and friends based on the needs that we all have in our communities, you'll have stronger and more fruitful productive conversations, and you can start to maybe rebuild some of those relationships that have been hurt or divided by a lot of the ugliness that we see. You don't need to let that happen to you and your friends and family. You can find things in common. You can choose different language so that you don't become Susceptible to that or a victim to that you want to make sure that you're using positive language. You want to make sure that you're using Connective language language that will help you find commonalities based on your experiences and try and find shared experiences too. You'll see that sometimes you have similar experiences. They may just have occurred in different ways. I hope everyone has a great day. Goodbye.